0: Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on a Thursday. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com. And uh, very pleased to welcome back... To our WKXL studios, the executive director of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen, that would be Miriam Carter. Miriam, great to see you again.
1: Great to be here, Ken. Thanks for having me.
0: And here it is, August 3rd, and uh, we are just about on the eve of, would you believe it, the 90th, 90th annual uh, League of New Hampshire Craftsmen's Fair in beautiful uh, Mount Sunapee, the resort of Mount Sunapee. And a very exciting time.
1: We are really excited. It's been quite a year planning for this event, and um, we're happy the weather is in our favor. It's always in our favor, but just some years are better than others, Um, and we're ready to go.
0: Yeah, the uh, long-range forecast is uh, looking good for the uh, weekend (laughs) and next week, so uh, absolutely great weather is important. But you've got all those uh, big tents up there, and uh, so you're pretty well protected anyway.
1: Yeah, we actually have a great situation that we— Actually, don't mind bad weather or cold weather or hot weather because we're in the mountains, we're cooler, and um, those big tents provide cover for everyone in any situation. So, we're a rain or shine event, and on those cloudy days, we encourage people to come see us.
0: Uh, Starting on Saturday, which is August 5th through August the 13th, it's as we mentioned, the 90th annual uh, Craftsman's Fair. So, anything special going on out of the ordinary?
1: So, I think what we do every year is to try to make it better and more exciting and interesting. So, we've really um, done that in all areas this year. I am excited that we have 22 new exhibitors. So, that's wow. remarkable. Some are in booths. Some are demonstrating. So, that's very exciting. Um, we have uh, incredible food offerings this year. Uh, we've added to our lists of great, talented people cooking for us um, in in food trucks and such and of course Vale does their part to help us there's actually going to be a bar on the ground so people can have adult beverages shop and enjoy themselves Um, it's a fenced in area so they've gone to great effort to make sure that people can have a good time Um, and then we also have wonderful um, events for children Um, we really want kids kids get in for free 12 and under and so we encourage families to come and to enjoy what we offer a lot of hands on demonstrations um, hands-on experiences and the best part is can people come with their kids and the parents end up spending the most time at the craft table making things So yeah. we, we love that <laughs> that
0: that is that is so true and uh, wow and over 200 craftsmen all told correct
1: yes and every medium of craft is pretty much represented I we actually have um, a handpan demonstrator this year hand pans a musical instrument okay. which is really unusual um, we just have a full range of just talented, creative people, and they bring their best work to this singular event every year. A nine-day show is very in- unusual in the craft industry, Yeah. so they work hard. It's essentially two or three shows in one, and they have a lot of inventory and a lot of uh, beautiful work bringing to the fair.
0: And you've got a, events going on uh, for all hours of, uh, of this uh, event, which starts uh, on Saturday, and it's 10 to 5 daily throughout the course uh, of the event. And we'll be getting a little bit more specific about what's, what's taking place uh, at the uh, League of New Hampshire Craftsmen's 90th uh, fair. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really something that gets better every year. And as we always say, Miriam, you could do all your Christmas shopping here in <laughs> August and get something unique. For the uh, the person or persons in in your life that that you want to treat well around the holidays,
1: we make it really easy for people. Can oh, yeah. one one stop shopping? Come in and just get it all done. And um, the offerings are varied and the price points are amazing. People have a perception, I think, that a handmade object has to cost a lot, but really, um, our people make incredibly affordable work and also some work that's very expensive. But the full range from five to five thousand dollars is there, so uh, yeah. or more or, or more <laughs> right
0: a uh, but the uh, the great part about it is, it is unique. I mean, it, it's one of the, one of a kind.
1: Yeah, you, you know, it's really, um, sorry to cut you off. I, it's really interesting. COVID did us a lot of favors in many ways. You know, it's a horrible experience. But um, from the standpoint of our organization and from our craftspeople, people seem to appreciate the handmade object more now than ever. Yeah. Um, and I think it's always been a staple in the, the gift-giving world that we like giving handmade objects. But it's really become something very important to all ages. It's, uh, they celebrate, I think, their local talented artists as well as their interest in the in handmade object versus a, a production one.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And, uh, and again, in, in many instances, you'll be able to meet the, uh, the person who, who crafted the object that uh, you may be giving for, uh, you know, a, a gift, whether it be birthday or holiday, whatever it may be. And, and that makes it uh, very special as well.
1: Yeah, that's what's unique about a craft show, and especially our show, you get to meet the maker, you get to learn about um, what brought them into that field of work, and how their objects are made. Um, people, some of them are shy, some are very outgoing, but they love, all of them love telling their story in one form or another, and I encourage people to ask questions, have an active form of inquiry, and learn about how craft is made. It's a really interesting lifestyle, and um, these are really wonderful people who've chosen it. It's not the easiest lifestyle lifestyle, but it's always because they love what they do.
0: Yeah, no, no question about that. And uh, again, more than 200 craftsmen will uh, be on hand and uh, creating uh, uh, you know, you know, what they do in their particular field of endeavor and uh, engaging patrons so uh, everyone can have a chance to find out what goes on, what goes on to the making of <clears throat> these great items that uh, are for sale at the, at the big event starting on Saturday. So you must be uh, one busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's that time of year where I run yeah. around a lot and I talk to a lot of folks, create radio you know, uh, pieces and uh, get on television. So it's my pleasure to support this organization and to uh, basically represent um, and advocate for these incredible artists. Um, I was one myself for over 30 years, so I know what their life is and how much it, what an effort it takes to do what they do. Yeah. And um, it, frankly, it's an honor to be able to support them.
0: So let's talk about uh, some of the uh, everyday events at the fair that people can count on and uh, know that they're going to be there, uh, like the pottery school.
1: Tell so, us about yeah, that. Yeah, so the Guild of Potters is joining us this year, and so you're going to be able to uh, learn how to throw a pot, or we're also going to have a tile-making uh, station.
0: Now, when you say throw a pot. Yeah. Yeah?
1: <laughs> Good point. I, I, I could throw <laughs> a pot, but... Uh, yeah, but, so could but, I. Yeah. <laughs> so you can take clay and sit on a wheel and learn how to form that clay into a, a object that becomes pottery. Um, we'll have some incredibly talented people there demonstrating and volunteering their time to show people how how it works to make a pot on a wheel you can also hand build a pot that's always an option but mm-hmm. um, we also have a tile making um, place so this will be great for all ages so we'll have pre-made clay tiles that people can stamp um, images into draw onto and, and they can take them home so and they'll all be air dried so people can enjoy them for a long time they can be painted um, and enjoyed by age, kids of all ages
0: and, uh, yeah, that, that is true. And there's a uh, a Kids Create, uh, and uh, that's an all-day uh, activity that uh, children are, are encouraged uh, to take advantage of.
1: Children of all ages, because parents <laughs> have to accompany their kids. But we, we encourage people to come as a family experience, and there's lots of cool um objects that craftsmen actually donate um, and materials that craftsmen donate to make that happen. And then we have every day the scavenger hunt, which has really uh, yes. had become a high point of the fair. And I'm thrilled that our our juried members actually donate small gifts for the people, the children who have done the scavenger hunt. So there's a, a long piece of paper with lots of questions on it and you have to go around the entire fair and, and answer questions and share your experiences in print on that piece of paper. And then you come back and you get to pick. Um, you get a big button that says you're in the sca- scavenger hunt, and then you get to pick a special uh, memento uh, that's been handmade by one of our craftsmen.
0: Wow, that, that is something. And that is every day. Every day. Uh, of the fair. And it says it's free, intended for youth. <laughs> uh, through age 12. But I, I bet sometimes the parents get involved, too.
1: We, we have wiggle room in things we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, blacksmithing demonstrations as well throughout the course of the event. Yeah. yeah.
1: Gary Gary Kalesian joins us every year. And it's fascinating to see metal being formed into an object. And uh, the governor will be joining us for the opening celebration on Saturday. And I mentioned that because um, when I think of metal, I think of Joe Tucker, who was a longstanding member of the league. And he created a a program that we now follow suit. That he asked, you know, he got other artists to build um, horns out of any material, whether it was glass or wood or metal, um, and then to open the fair to close the fair, the craftsmen—we call it the Craftsman's Fair—they blow their horns to signify that we're we're at the beginning or the end of the day. I liken it to the sound of a sick cow when, <laughs> when you hear the horns, but it's our tradition. We love it, um, and I think Gary probably has built one or two of those horns over time.
0: Well, the 90th annual League of New Hampshire Craftsman's Fair will open on uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. at the uh, beautiful Mount Sunapee Resort. The weather is going to be outstanding and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, events from uh, 10 to 5 every day. And again, your, your chance to uh, really uh, get ahead of the game, uh, get some very unique gifts made from uh, New Hampshire craftsmen and and some even uh, from uh, out of state, as we'll uh, we'll talk about as we continue with Miriam Carter, who's the executive director of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen. Ninety years. Seems like only yesterday, (laughs) Miriam, that it all began. We'll be right back after these words. Kale and Company live on WKXL. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. Kale & Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Elda Dental, and with us in studio, Miriam Carter, the Executive Director of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen, the annual Craftsman's Fair coming up, starting on Saturday, and continuing from Saturday, August 5th, through Sunday, August the 13th, it is the 90th annual celebration of, uh, of this event. And uh, you and, and, the, and the craftsmen have uh, added uh, some terrific music. And I, I know there's always been music, but this year, uh, in particular, you have a, a terrific lineup.
1: Yes, we're really excited to be working with Brad Myrick from the New Hampshire Music Collective. Um, They've helped us line up nine days of terrific uh, music, 11 to 3 p.m., and we position it right outside of the exhibition gallery um, that faces the food court, so you can get some great food offerings and sit there and enjoy amazing music with a wide range of offerings throughout the week. So we're really delighted in partnering with this organization.
0: That is uh, really something, and starting uh, Saturday with Decatur Creek – Uh, Jordan Tyrrell Wysocki and Matt Jensen, and uh, there's no better fiddle player around (laughs) than Jordan Tyrrell Wysocki. So
1: true.
0: I've known him for a long time, and and Matt Jensen uh, as well uh, on guitar. Brad Myrick on uh, Monday, Eric Lindberg on Tuesday. April Cushman, who has uh, really turned into really a national act uh, these days, Uh, will be there on August 9th. Judd Caswell the Honeybees on August 11th Brad Myrick again and then to wrap it up on Sunday the 13th Jordan Tyrrell Waisaki again and uh, Matt Jensen so you have uh, top quality music.
1: We are thrilled and this is in response to you know our guests asking for more music and we had we've done our best over the years to do what we could do and this year we were able to put together a terrific lineup so um, and once again partnerships are really important to the nonprofit world so i'm grateful to the new hampshire music collective for working with us
0: yeah absolutely and uh, so you can just take a little break sometime between 11 and 3 have something good to eat maybe something good to drink as well <laughs> and and listen to uh, outstanding music by uh, the the artists that uh, that we just mentioned so what what does it mean uh, miriam and i know we've talked about this before but for the benefit of Uh, those who have not heard our conversations in the past, what does it mean to be a, a juried member?
1: So the league is unique in the world of craft because we actually have a process to jury people into the organization and provide membership. And then all the benefits of membership are afforded to that person. So what you have to do to become a member is simply meet with, you know, apply to be in a jury. You do that through our website. And then you meet with a jury of your peers, (coughs) excuse me, to um, look at your work, see about your technical proficiency, as well as something that's really important to us, which is the spirit of the maker. And what the spirit of the maker is, is the individual's voice in their work. We don't um, encourage derivative work, another person's craft being, you know... kind of copied by someone else. We want your original voice. So um, you meet with the jurors, and if you meet the criteria that we have, um, then you basically are afforded the uh, the benefit of a membership, and we welcome you to the organization. If you need a little help and you need to fine-tune some of your skill sets, we offer a mentoring program. So, And we're very proud of that. We're a 501c3. We're an educational organization, so we want to encourage people to attain membership, and we want to help them. So our members graciously offer their time at no charge which is amazing to me, to help people um, get into the organization as a member. I had to smile this year when I met someone who tried to get in three times, finally made it on the third time. And she looked at me and she said it was really hard, it was really frustrating, and it was the best thing I've ever done for myself professionally and creatively because I learned so much. And so that was a high compliment to us.
0: And uh, as we mentioned, we will have uh, juried members from uh, New Hampshire, but also some uh, guest uh, artists and craftspeople. Uh, from uh, out of state as well. Yes,
1: yeah, so we noticed several years ago that we had areas in craft that weren't being filled by our membership. We simply didn't have people doing that work. So, um, so we have plenty of jewelers, we have plenty of potters, but we didn't have people who are doing encaustic work um, or um, doing a lot in mixed media. So, certain ca- and fiber actually. So, in certain categories, we invited guests, um, and those guests are invited actually through recommendations by our jury members. Mm-hmm. Their work is reviewed; it is juried like our members are. They don't have to go. Attend membership, but they do have to meet our standards. Um, And they bring a whole new um, group of people to the fair, which just enriches the experience for everyone.
0: So for a novice like me, when you say mixed media, uh, what, what do you mean by that?
1: Really great question. So mixed media kind of becomes the um, the catch-all for uh, what we don't know how to define in the world of craft, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. okay? So so for instance, a potter might start using um, metal or glass in their work making components. So if it's more than one material, it's considered mixed media. Um, and. You know, some people work with multiple different materials in a piece of piece of craft. So we just we like defining it that way. I think as time goes on, we'll even have it more clarified so people understand what it is. But Mm. that's basically if if it has more than one component of uh, materials, then it's mixed media.
0: Yeah, Uh, you you know how many tenths? Eight tenths?
1: Oh no, thirty-eight tenths. Well, how many? Thirty-eight. (laughs) Thirty-eight. Thirty eight tents. So you're thinking about the eight large tents. Okay. okay. So that's your reference. But so we have you know circus like tents that are right. that are right. about eight of those, but then we also have additional thirty tents throughout the property, housing individual artists doing demonstrations. Uh, Food um, guilds. We invite a lot of guilds to this event so that they can celebrate what their guilds do in the field of craft, Um, as well as of course we have the Woodworkers Guild. That they have a huge tent there. They're demonstrating woodworking all day long at the fair for nine days. So a lot of tents.
0: Thirty-eight tents. So you know what? It it can be something if you uh, go for the first time. In particular, it can be somewhat overwhelming. So what I would suggest, you go on to the website, nhcrafts.org, nhcrafts.org, great website, because you can look through the program book and and see uh, where everything is. So it's not as overwhelming if you're just... uh, entering, especially for the first time.
1: Yeah, and I I have to say I'm really proud of the program this year. It's one of the things we did for the 90th that in person it's even better than online, but it's a great resource. You can look at the maps, you can figure out the layout of the land, and then you can also look at who's participating because it's clearly defined who is doing the show. Colored pictures of all the work that's there. Um, So you kind of have an entry point. If you come on up for the day, I'd encourage you to wear um, really comfortable shoes. You're on the side of a mountain. The the footing is great, but um, and if you need help, we do rent um, little vehicles that people can – scooters can oh, get around yeah, in, which is right. helpful. Um, but it's uh, really a, a wonderful thing to explore beforehand so you're prepared. If you feel overwhelmed and wish you had stayed longer, you can buy a two-day ticket. So our one-day ticket is 18 You can buy a two-day ticket for 28 and spend two full days with us and get it all done for well, that Christmas shopping. I think Christmas you would, would almost have to, right? I agree.
0: Yeah. I, agree. I, I mean, to see everything and then take advantage of uh, – all that is going on and, and even with two days, uh, you, you're not going to be able to do everything. But uh, starting Saturday, you have demonstrations, the uh, door mill store, basket making with uh, Jeffrey Gale, just just on Saturday alone. Mm-hmm. So And there's, there are special events like that uh, every day throughout the course uh, of uh, the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen's Fair, which begins on Saturday. I'm amazed that you could show up here this morning, uh, Miriam. <laughs> with the event starting, uh, you know, as as close to uh, as as close to today as it is, uh, but uh, glad to have you here and, and talking about all that's going on because uh you know something different uh, every day uh, which is the the beauty of it
1: well can i'll be honest with you and with your viewers that you're one of my favorite interviewers because you basically understand this event and you help me celebrate it so i will make time to come see you anytime and i'm grateful for you
0: but i didn't even know there were 38 <laughs> 30,
1: i do, I do 30 because i get to tenths? visit them all so yes, oh, you
0: you do <laughs> you do and i guess that's the that's the goal of uh, what everyone should have when they when they attend the, uh, the Craftsman's Fair, and, uh, and, and such a, uh, you know, it, it's great for kids. I mean, it really and truly is. It's a family-oriented event. Uh, there are fewer and fewer of those these, these days, but this one certainly is, and uh, it, it's something I, I think it's the kind of an event where, you know, th- this could have, uh, you know, a long-lasting impact uh, on the, uh, the youngsters that are there.
1: I agree. You know, our efforts are really um, directed towards building the future uh, for the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen and for craft in the state of New Hampshire. We're fortunate that we live in a small state um, and you have all these talented People, you know, we have over 650 members in our organization. So that means mm. in every corner of the state of New Hampshire and 10 miles into the surrounding states, there are incredibly talented people who we represent. Um, in the past, over the past couple of years, we've developed an incredible video series which will be launched in the school systems this year called Craft Stories. Wow. And Craft Stories is basically telling the lives of craftsmen and how and why they chose this line of work. So kids will learn about that in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely, we'll take a quick break and continue. With- with Miriam Carter, the Executive Director of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen. The League of New Hampshire Craftsmen's Fair coming up starting Saturday, continuing through the following Sunday, and they're celebrating 90 years, 9-0. And going strong, for sure. And uh, the event getting better as uh, the years go on. Like a, like a fine wine, getting, <laughs> getting better with age. We'll take a quick break. Back with uh, Miriam Carter after these words on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Miriam Carter is with us, the executive director of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen, the 90th annual New Hampshire Craftsmen's Fair coming up, League of New Hampshire Craftsmen's Fair at the beautiful Mount Sunapee Resort, a great setting in an outstanding part of New Hampshire, and the weather is going to be great <laughs> from uh, this Saturday through the following Sunday. So a uh, great time to uh, check out all that the 90th Annual League of New Hampshire Craftsman's Fair has to offer. And it is plentiful. And I must, uh, as I did off the air, I will compliment Miriam and uh, all the folks at uh, the league for their outstanding website. I mean, it's, it's really very informative. It uh, guides you through the, uh, you know, not, not only the league itself, but the, the fair, the Craftsman's Fair specifically. And you can learn everything you wanted to learn about it, and you can you know, select the day or days that might be best for you mm-hmm. to go, and it is very informative. So uh, congratulations to you on that because it is uh, very informative and, unlike some websites, very easy to navigate. So congratulations to all the people uh, behind the scenes there.
1: Thank you. We have a great team at the League, and we've taken a lot of uh, pride in having our website evolve into a very usable tool. So I think we've achieved it. So thank you.
0: You know what? I say if I can navigate (laughs) the the website, anybody could. So now let's talk about getting tickets in advance because sometimes you know lines form, people get impatient, so the best way is to – Get them in advance.
1: Absolutely. If you go to nhcrafts.org, you can buy your tickets in advance. Um, It's the easiest way to get into the fair. So there's a line that you come through, you show your printed ticket or your phone, and you will just move quickly into the event so you can start experiencing what we've created for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I noticed one one thing here, and I hadn't uh, noticed it before, that on uh, Wednesday, August 9th, Uh, The Mount Kearsarge Indian Museum is going to be uh, represented at the fair.
1: Yeah, we're really excited they're joining us this year. So we put the call out every year to a lot of different organizations, and they answered the call this year. They've been with us before, I think, sometime long ago, but it's nice to have them back.
0: Yeah, it really is, and uh, they'll be sharing their skills in creating jewelry and accessories uh, using a combination of traditional and contemporary materials and techniques I only know that because I just read it <laughs> uh, but uh, they are they are unique and, and every item uh, that you you come across here at, at the fair, is is unique, it really is.
1: Yeah, and you know, we celebrate, we love celebrating our artists who are endured members showing their work, whether it's in the booths, whether it's in our exhibition. We have a world-class exhibition right in the center of the event called the Art Craft and Design Exhibition. All the work there is for sale. Then there's the shop at the fair, which is a basically a collective of artists who don't want to be in a booth, but they want to be a part of the fair so they can sell their work there. And then there's all the guilds that join us. And basically we celebrate all that is New Hampshire creatively. So we're grateful for the folks to join us um, in any aspect of this event.
0: So talk about the shop uh, for a moment. You just uh, go in, the uh, craftspeople will be there and uh, it's just selling their wares
1: yep yeah. and um, so basically there's um, over over 200 booths uh, and you can talk directly to their the most of the crafts are housed in the large tents but there's some smaller tents on the uh, peripheral of the uh, event that you'll find demonstrations and tents that will be selling their work um, but basically go in and, and walk around and talk to people I often encourage people to do an entire pass through the fair and then come back and do um, their sh- shopping they can note in the fair guide that we hand out at the um, the gates that who they'd like to visit again. Um, it's a big place. There's a lot of people, so you want to make notes. Um, but it's all very well marked. All the tents are flagged with a letter, so you can identify where you are and what you need to return to.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. And, and again, a uh, great way to do that, that Christmas shopping. Get it out of the way. Get something unique. I mean, it, it, this is just uh, perfect. Uh, for that, and you know, uh, so many aspects, uh, you know, of of crafting uh, it will be on display, including I, I I noticed this one next Saturday, the twelfth of uh, August, fly tying. Even tying flies. Uh,
1: yeah, Larry Antonek. It's really quite an um, art form, and we are grateful to have it demonstrated there. I, I never appreciated fly tying. My grand, grandfather was a um, fly fisherman. Yeah. That's the right word. Yeah. Um, and I remember him having beautiful uh, things in his toolbox, but um, it's really lovely to see Larry do what he does. So I encourage you to come on up. That's for a lot of the men. There are a lot of women who do fly fishing, but yeah. we want to get men there as well.
0: And that's going to be a week from Saturday, August twelfth, and uh, all day. As a matter of fact, with with Larry, so uh, that will. If you have difficulty, uh, you know, tying flies or even <laughs> flying ties,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll Larry will straighten you out. There's no no, <laughs> <For> doubt, <sure. laughs> no doubt about that. And anything else that you'd like to highlight, Miriam? I mean, we've talked about a lot of the things going on, but. Uh, really, we haven't even scratched the surface as to uh, you know how uh, expansive this uh, this event is. Uh, So anything you you would like to add?
1: Yeah, I'd just like to say that we also have the next generation tent, and that's for the future of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen. So it started by having the children of Craftsmen have a special tent where they could make their work during the course of the year and have this selling experience. And we've really um, kind of um, blown that out and made it bigger. So we have a lot of kids in that program. It's turned out to be a year-round program where they meet with mentors throughout the year and then they learn how to sell their work um, at the fair. It's one of the treasures of this event. A lot of people go to that tent first because they want to see what the young kids have created, and they're yeah. the future craftsmen. And this year, we have um, someone who graduated from that program and actually has a has a booth in the in one of the big tents this year. Leo wow. Reinhardt Hart, and he does beautiful uh, metal work. Um, so I encourage people to check out everything, but bring your kids. Um, they love to be there, and we celebrate. We had over a thousand kids in the scavenger hunt alone last year. Or so, um, and this event is we consider it the iconic. Summertime event in New Hampshire. We attract over 20,000 people over nine days, which is quite remarkable.
0: It really is uh, great for the tourism uh, industry in this state. Uh, no no doubt about that because, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, out-of-staters have circle lists on their calendar as well, not just New Hampshire people.
1: No, and it's, it's really – we have calls from California, South Carolina, New York uh, – all across the country, people come. They know that this is the longest outdoor running craft show in the country, um, and also that we have a standard of excellence that we stand by and have a reputation um, that precedes us, actually. And we're also grateful, I have to always re- remind everyone, that we have seven fine craft galleries throughout the sh- state. So when we are not at the fair in August, and we're always, it's always the first Saturday in August that we start this event, so you can mark your calendars, but we have seven fine craft galleries throughout the state that serve the organization and represent the Craftsman 365 days of the year.
0: That's true. And uh, there's one even as close as uh, downtown Concord.
1: Absolutely. Janine Lepp is our manager there, and she and her team do an incredible job.
0: And and the other locations are?
1: Meredith, Sandwich, Littleton, North Conway, Hooksit, and Nashua.
0: And uh, Hooksit uh, is... uh you know, at the uh, the rest area,
1: it is, and yeah. that's kind of the that that's a league owned gallery. Um, the other ones are somewhat of a franchise model, but our gallery is kind of the um, teaser for the rest of the galleries, so that people coming into the state can learn about the league, and then we can direct them to the larger galleries uh, throughout the state. It's been quite an effective tool.
0: Yeah, the one uh, the one in Hooksett, uh is is probably the smallest of all of them, but uh, I, I'm sure. Uh, one of the busiest as well.
1: It is. And our manager there, Sue um, Egan, says she's been great promoting the fair this year. She'll say to people, so do you think this little shop is amazing? Come to the fair. It's this shop on steroids. Yeah. Uh, So it's a tiny little shop, but um, she manages to pack a lot of work in there. And, yes, we do very well at that location.
0: Yeah, no no doubt about that. And, again, this is an event for the uh, entire family, and uh, kids uh, 12 and under are free correct and there was there's some fees for some of the events we've been talking about uh, but uh, you know, you get the tickets online at nhcrafts.org. Now, uh, you, you just buy a general ticket, right, and not for any specific day. No, like just, just one yeah. ticket. That ticket yeah.
1: will bring you into the fair any day. And if you would like to buy a multiple-day ticket, the two-day mm-hmm. ticket, you can do that online as well. Or if you decide when you're at the fair that you'd like to um, come back, just go to the ticket gate, and they'll sell you the, the increased price at, at what's posted. It's another $10. Yeah. to come back.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think you would have to, right? I mean,
1: my that's my feeling. Yeah. I'm a little biased. <laughs> You're but. a little biased,
0: but yeah, I mean, there's so many things uh, going on for the entire family, and uh, uh, make your plans to be there for the ninetieth celebration Mm. and it is a celebration
1: it really is it's remarkable you know there's at this point in time there's a lot of craft shows that are not attracting large attendance and we have the great reputation we're fortunate to live in a small state that values creativity supports a creative economy so we are grateful to be here and to be doing this for the 90th time and you can
0: always count on this one it's the longest running uh, craft fair in the united states as miriam pointed out And it's probably the longest in in terms of uh, days. It is. I mean, most are maybe a a weekend at Mm -hmm. best or maybe three days. But this one uh, goes from uh, Saturday through the following Sunday. And it all begins this Saturday. So uh, get out there and enjoy Mount Sunapee Resort, which is located in uh, Newberry, 1398 Route 103. So just put that in your GPS, and you'll have no trouble finding uh, the League of New Hampshire Craftsman's Fair, the 90th annual event. Great music, great food, great crafts. Get all your holiday shopping done in one place, and uh, you'll be the hit of your, your Christmas or Hanukkah party, no matter what it might be, or, or great birthday gift as well. Uh, you'll have the most unique gift going. Miriam Carter, thanks so much for being with us uh, today. We always appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Ken. It was a pleasure being with you and see you at the fair.
0: All right. We will look forward to it. We'll take a break. Kale & Company continues right here. WKXLNHTalkRadio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. A delight to have you along with us. And thanks again to Miriam Carter, who is the executive director of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen. And the big event begins August 5th, which is Saturday, all the way through Sunday, August the 13th. So uh, there you have it. And uh, tickets are online right now at nhcrafts.org, one of the great events of the summer here in New Hampshire. And if you show up in the parking lot, lot, you will see uh, cars with license plates from uh, throughout the Northeast, the East Coast, the Midwest, you name it. Uh, People come from uh, all over to attend uh, this event, which has been going on now for 90 years and again, it's it's just there were so many unique items. Every item is unique at at this event. So uh, get out and uh, enjoy. Now, Tom Brady, he has a piece now of the NFL's Las Vegas Raiders. He's got a piece of the uh, Las Vegas Aces, the women's uh, NBA team, and now he's gone a- across the pond. And Tom Brady has become a minority owner owner of uh, Birmingham City, which is a club in uh, England's second-tier soccer championship. Uh, Brady has uh, entered into a partnership with uh, Birmingham's owners, Knighthead Capital Management, LLC, and he will become chairman of the advisory board at the club. There, Brady... According to a statement from Birmingham, will apply his extensive leadership experience and expertise across several components of the club, including working alongside the sports science department to advise on health, nutrition, wellness, and recovery systems and programs. So uh, there you have it. Tom Brady. Uh, he, he also owns uh, a a pickleball team. I left that out. Tom Brady owns a pickleball team. So pickleball, basketball, football, and now soccer, which they call football, uh, across the pond. So, so there you go. Uh, an increase. This is from Time Magazine. An increase in the number of COVID-19 cases. From the past few weeks could be indicative of a slight summer COVID-19 wave in the United States, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hospital admissions, test positivity rates, and emergency department visits by people who have contracted the virus have all seen a national uptick since mid-July, though numbers remain relatively low. According to CDC spokesman, U.S. COVID-19 rates are still near historic lows after seven months of steady decline. The U.S. has experienced increases in COVID-19 during the past three summers, so it's not surprising to see an uptick. Experts note, however, that there is still insufficient evidence that this will rise that this rise will lead to a bigger outbreak though it is something to watch more than 144 million vaccine doses have been distributed in the United States and some 56.4 million people have an updated booster dose and research from the CDC also shows that most Americans Have some level of protection against the virus as 96 percent of blood donors over the age of 16 had antibodies from previous infection or vaccination. So there you go. Still something to be uh, wary of and uh, and 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 check. I mean, uh, get uh, take a test. Uh, if you're, you know, not not feeling well, it it could be COVID, could be just the common cold. I don't know how you tell the difference. Uh, leave that to the experts. But uh, there 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 is some difference. In fact, I had uh, uh, COVID, and unless I took a, this was not uh, recently. This was back in uh, uh, 2022 uh, in May. I can tell you it was in May because, as I mentioned yesterday. Uh, I had tickets to see a show in Laconia at the Colonial Theater, uh, a show that I really wanted to see and uh, could not go because uh, I did test positive uh, for COVID. So at, at any rate, uh, just just uh, be aware of your symptoms. And uh, I think those uh, testing kits are, are still out there to the best of my knowledge. So just uh, just be careful, and uh, you know you don't want to you don't want to spread it. That that's for sure. And uh, most most cases, though, I mean the one I had, uh, and I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but the one I had was very mild. I I I didn't feel you know uh, great, uh, you know, and I knew there was something wrong. I was thinking it was just like a little cold, a sniffles, whatever. But it, I did test uh, positive, but was over it uh very quickly unfortunately it happened at a time when I really wanted to do something but uh just couldn't out of uh, you know respect for other people you don't want to spurt it around even though you're not feeling that bad uh, you don't want to uh, go out there and and uh you know infect uh anyone else uh this is Thursday August the 3rd it is clean your floors day uh also now grab some nuts, day. I like to go down, uh, down to the uh, the Merrimack River once in a while, and uh, right, right behind the Everett Arena uh, in Concord, and uh, give give the squirrels some peanuts. I I enjoy doing that. It's also National IPA Day and uh, National Watermelon Day, so uh, lots of things being uh, commemorated. On uh, This is the third day of August, and again, the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen. We were talking with Miriam Carter earlier in the program, August 5th. That's Saturday through the 13th. It is 10 to 5 daily. They have eight huge tents, eight big like circus tents, and then they have 30 other tents around, uh, around the area of uh, the Mount Sunapee Resort. And it can be intimidating. It, 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 you know, there are so many things to, to see and do for the entire family. Uh, and uh, if you uh, look online, their website is very good. As we mentioned, nhcrafts.org. Uh, you get to see the program. You get to see the layout of uh, the entire event. And uh, when you arrive, it's a little bit less intimidating uh, if you will, but uh, everybody there is very friendly. The uh, the artisans, uh, you know, want to uh, share the uh, creativity that they have in in making what whatever craft it is, and you get an opportunity to chat with the, the you know regardless of uh, the media we're we're talking about, uh, whether it be uh, basket weaving or jewelry or whatever else it might be, uh, they are very happy to. Uh, to tell you about uh, how it was accomplished, and uh, it, it's really an amazing event. And uh, as Miriam Carter told us, it is the longest, the longest-standing uh, craft fair in the United States. And this is the uh, 90th annual, and it's the biggest as well, and uh, and the one that uh, lasts more than two or three days. This lasts ten days. And it has become a legendary event in the craft world, not only around the country, but really, uh, around the world as well. Uh, Red Sox, they, uh, coughed one up yesterday, had a three run lead after five innings, but, uh, couldn't stand the prosperity. The bullpen collapsed. They had some, uh, deficiencies in the field and uh, wound up losing to the Seattle Mariners six to three. And, uh, The Red Sox will be coming home now. They're home. They arrived uh, early in the wee small hours of the morning after their game in Seattle yesterday. Uh, They'll have today off, and then we'll open a 10-game homestand. Starting with the Toronto Blue Jays tomorrow night, and, of course, lots of former Fisher Cats on that Toronto Blue Jays roster, but Bo Bichette, who has the most hits of anybody in the American League, will not be in the lineup for the Blue Jays this weekend. He hurt his knee on Monday. He's on the 10-day injured list, so no bow this weekend at Fenway, which might be good news for the Red Sox. Toronto's in for three at Fenway, and it's four with Kansas City, and then three next weekend with Detroit. Let's hope the Red Sox can take advantage of it and uh, maybe, maybe secure or at least get closer to a wild-card berth in the American League. Well, that will do it for this edition of Kale & Company. Thanks to Miriam Carter, Executive Director of the League of New Hampshire Craftsmen, for being with us on the program today. Tomorrow, don't forget, Friday, it's the Friday Fun Bunch. Kitty Ray will be in, Tom Raffio with us from Northeast Delta Dental as well. Thanks for joining us on Kale & Company Live here on WKXL nhtalkradio.com Presented by Northeast Delta Dental Make it a great Thursday everybody